Welcome to the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will be greatly encouraged as Pastor Dale Walker and others bring a fresh word from God directly to your heart. Be blessed. Proud of you, Allison, down there. She's in the circuit riders, a missionary doing awesome work. We love that. Amen. Thank you for being here. If you'd like to look along in your notes, you'll see we're in a series called Realign. And it really was based on a word I felt the Lord gave us for 2022. That if we would align every area of our life with God, we would see God do more things than we've ever seen him before. This verse, 2 Chronicles 15.2, if we could look at it, kind of just is a theme verse where, where this prophet speaks uh, to this king Asa. Could we read that together? Second Chronicles. Oh, it's not there. All right, let me, I got it. Think I've got it memorized? No, it's in the notes. Listen to me, Asa, he shouted. Listen, all you people of Judah and Benjamin, the Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him, but if you abandon him, he will abandon you. This is just huge. Huge. What it says is, Wherever we choose to get close to the Lord, he gets close to us. If you want to be close to the Lord in your marriage, God will get close to your marriage. If you want to get close to God in your finances and say, God, here's my finances, God will get there. And he'll do amazing things. And the the idea is alignment. And I, I used the language last week. Get under the spout where the glory comes out. And, and, you know, many times we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why aren't I more filled with God? And, and, and the issue is, is alignment. Well, God, you've moved from, no, God hasn't moved, you moved. <laughs> and and if, you'll, if you'll say, God, I just want to be filled. How many know the great, one of the greatest prayers you could pray, pray this year is more Holy Spirit? <laughs> because if you have more Holy Spirit, you, you have all the peace you need. You have all the strength you need. Well, how do you get more Holy Spirit? You get under the spout, see? You get under, say, here I am. No matter what you do, if you're over here, when God's pouring over here, you're not getting the glory. <laughs> Anybody want the glory this year? You see, we pray at this church for a revival. We can't make a revival happen, but I believe if we get in line with God, God will bring revival. If we'll just humble ourselves, if we'll just say, God, how do I just move this part of my life more in, in line with you? And so every day of this 21 days of prayer, I've been sending out a devotional on, on alignment and 21 ways to align with God. And, and one of them that's really, really spoke to me had to do with aligning our habits with our hopes. The idea of our, of our habits. You know, if you, if you want to see God Really move in your life. Don't just ask for things. Ask God to adjust the habits of your heart to align with the purposes he has for your life. That if you will align daily what you do in your heart, you will become ultimately what God wants you to be in your life. It's not a faraway mystery. It's an internal choice to say, God, I want to choose every day. Those disciplines, the Bible calls them spiritual disciplines that you lived out that allowed you to stay in constant fellowship with the Heavenly Father. This is such a key. You know, this 
time of year, many people make New Year's resolutions. And, you know, that's a good thing. I'm going to lose weight. Uh, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to quit overspending at Target. I'm going to quit yelling at my kids so much. Uh, I, I don't know. But I'm all for it. Some of you, some of us really need some resolutioning. There's only one problem with resolutions, and that is that experts tell us that the average American will, that will quit, but 92% of Americans will give up on their resolutions by Valentine's Day. <laughs> you see, it's not enough to have the right goals if you don't have the right habits. It's, it's really so simply this, that we can say, I want to do this. See, everybody wants to do the right thing. Nobody says, boy, I want to have a crummy marriage this year. <laughs> Man, I just would love to go more $40,000 more into debt this year. Man, I would just love to live in strife and anger with my wife every day this year. Hallelujah. I just would love to quit talking to my kids and see them become more bratty. You know, everybody has the same goals. The problem is we don't have the same habits. Uh, Jim, James cleared this book, Atomic Habits, great book on habits. He says something powerful. He says that people don't rise to the level of their goals. They fall to the level of their systems. They don't rise to what they want to be. They end up falling down to the level of their habits. That's really where we go. I love what Craig Rochelle says. He says, the difference between successful and unsuccessful people is successful people do consistently what unsuccessful people do occasionally. It, it's, it's this willing to, to make these small habits and allow them to accumulate interest over a long period of time that brings amazing breakthroughs in our life. That's why you'll hear coaches, famous coaches, they'll say things like, you know, I'm not worried about the score. I mean, if we get the practice right, uh, John Wooden would say the score will take care of itself. Did, did we prepare? Can I tell you, if you prepared your day today, it's going to be a great day. Not because you wished or hoped, but because you aligned your habits with the person God called you to be. And you see this in the Bible, the people who, who made the biggest difference. You study their habits Obviously, Jesus, and I don't have time to go into this, but I know you know the power of Jesus, but do you know the habits of Jesus? You see in Luke 4, 16, it says, and he went into the temple as was his custom. Jesus was always at church. <laughs> or it says, long before the sun arose, as was his custom, he arose and went to be with his father. I want to do what Jesus did. Well, you got to practice what Jesus practiced. <laughs> One of the great pictures of that is in the book of Daniel. And uh, we're actually going to do a sermon series in the book of Daniel this year. And I'm super excited. But Daniel is this man who is an exile in Nebuchadnezzar's court in Babylon. And he changes the nation even though he has no authority. And if you dig down into 
Daniel's life, what you see is habits. In fact, do you know why we do 21 days of prayer? Just go into Daniel, read about Daniel prayed for 21 days, and on the 21 day, first day, he got a breakthrough. <laughs> the habit of praying through. But there's a story in Daniel 6, and we're going to look at verse 10, but Daniel finds out that the king Nebuchadnezzar says that if anyone prays to any god besides him, I, they're going to get thrown into a lion's pit. And, and Daniel hears this terrible news. But I love what Daniel's response is. Look at this. It says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual. Somebody say as usual. In his upstairs room with its window open toward Jerusalem. And he prayed three times a day just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. I want you to see something about Daniel. There was so much Daniel couldn't control. I just think of this time in the pandemic. So much you can't control, but there's something you can control. It's called the habits of your heart. Choosing on the inside, this is who I'll be. This is, is my habits. And you know what? Daniel is just not going to be moved by the outward world. But what happens? You know the story. God, I don't know, gives those lions indigestion. I don't know what it was, but shuts their mouth. Daniel, not only does he not get eaten, that is the shifting point. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar begins to believe in God. The whole country shifts because of the habits of one praying man. So you don't change the world by your wishes, but you do by Godly habits. On the day of Pentecost, we all know about the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came, and they were filled with fire, and we all want that. But sometimes when you read Acts 2, and if we could look at Acts 2.42, you know how they got filled with the Holy Spirit, but do you know how they stayed filled with the Holy Spirit? Anybody ever know someone who got filled with the Spirit, but you notice something about them? They leak, all right? <laughs> Well, brother, you were filled just last week, but something happened. <laughs> but there is a way you stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Look, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. See, that's a habit. Read the Bible. To fellowship. To the breaking of bread like we just did. To prayer. They just did these simple things. And they had amazing results. It goes on to say, and signs and wonders start happening. Look at verse 46. I love verse 46. Uh, Acts 2, 46. Oh, it says, every day. Somebody say every day. <laughs> they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God, enjoying favor with all the people. And look at the outcome and the Lord added to their number. How many know the score takes care of itself? They didn't go on a church growth campaign. They said, let's be faithful. Let's figure out how to develop the daily habits that keep us in connection. You see, we talk about abiding in Christ. What's abiding in Christ? Last week I talked about a chariot, Ben Hurst chariot. Just stay on the chariot, uh, Charlton Heston in your wind. What am I saying? Stay in the habits of the Christian life, and you will bear much fruit. 
Learn how to just pray, to confess, to make declaration. Just, just the simplicity. And there's just two incredible things that I want to emphasize about habits. <laughs> I love to call them atomic habits. That's what James Clear called them. I like that idea. They're just so little, but they're atomic. <laughs> You think, well, I'm just praying every day. It just sounds kind of, oh, Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. When you do it every day, heaven is in those prayers. It's so powerful. God's habits are the key to stopping patterns of sins in our life. Can I tell you, all of us have some habits we need to change, all right? Uh, you got them, I got them, and not anybody here doesn't have something that needs to change. If you don't think you do, I, I know you better than you, then I know you do. <laughs> and, and so we look at that and we say, man, I gotta quit mouthing off. I gotta get over this anger, it just keeps exploding. I gotta get sober. I gotta stop looking at garbage on the internet. I gotta break this. And it's very easy when we start to thinking of a habit to say, how am I going to change the habit? But the key is not, we don't stop sinning by trying to stop sinning. We, we stop sinning by replacing habits of sin with habits of holiness. I want you to see a verse in Hebrews 10, 25. This text is so important because the Hebrews writer is talking to people who are falling away from God. It's a crisis. They're apostatizing. They were believers, and now they're going back to their false beliefs. But what is interesting is he doesn't say to them, stop being apostatizers. He goes directly to the root. He goes to the habits. Let's, let's read this to, together. He says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit, circle that, are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. He doesn't say, you bad people, your backside. He says, no, there's a reason. It's automatic. You get out of fellowship, and you will start to backslide. <laughs> so he says, remember the habit where you would get together daily, continuously, and encourage. The word encourage means to give courage to people's best pursuits and desires. Without people giving courage to your passion for God, you start to lose your passion for God. So he says, here's a discipline. Go encourage. What will happen? Apostasy will take care of itself. If you are encouraged in the Lord, you're not going to go back to the world. I remember when I was a young Christian, and it was kind of interesting. I was trying to get right, but I had some really bad friends. And I was talking to a mentor and saying, and how do I get rid of these bad friends? And I, I loved his wisdom. He said, no, don't think about that yet. Just, just start habits with God. Just keep coming to church Keep evangelizing, telling people about Jesus. Keep praying, worship the Lord, give thanks all day long. He says, if you do that, you will not have to get rid of one bad friend. They will all get rid of you. <laughs> Guess what? It's true. 
About a month later, I said, where did they go? They don't answer my phone calls. I thought, don't you want to come to church today? Ah! In fact, when I saw them at the hall at the school, they would run the other way. And the only people who wanted to be around me were people who were going after Jesus. See, what is the positive you need? Someone said, man, a brother came and said, I need to, I've got so many dirty thoughts, and how do I get rid of these thoughts? I said, you can't get rid of thoughts by trying to stop thinking dirty thoughts. When you try to stop thinking about red giraffes, what are you going to think about? (laughs) Red giraffe. But if you will every day replace, and I'm going to write out for you how to think when you start to think impure, and choose to think that, and if you'll do that 10 times a day, See, you want to, what habits are so awesome? If you do them enough times by faith, the day you'll come when you do it automatically. Before you can even think that thought, you've already gone through the system that gets rid of it. Because you set up a pattern in your spirit. That's why, if I could say one thing, and this is my passion this morning, I mean, I was praying for you this morning. I almost got late for church because I was praying so hard that you would get this. It's not some big, complicated thing that you need in your life. You don't need this giant breakthrough, heaven to open. You just need God to show you something very small that you can do and become habitual at over a long period of time. Look at this verse, Zechariah 4.10. I I love it because it, it says this idea so beautifully. He says to Zechariah, the prophet says, Do not despise these small beginnings. Another translation says, Don't despise the day of, of small beginnings. How many know small beginnings can become incredible things? Someone showed me the photo. They just found, this couple just found out they were pregnant. And I saw the little tiny baby. I said, don't despise the day of small things. That's going to become the most amazing person. If you can begin to say, God, help me. Just today, what are the small wins that you have for my life? I just challenge you this. What I'm asking that God will do by the end of this sermon is you will think of something that you can do for a day that if you do it enough time, it'll change you for a lifetime. Just something today. Something you could do today. Don't think about all the things that need to change. No, no. what could I do for a day that if I do it for today and then I do it tomorrow, it changes my destiny forever. Admiral uh, William McRaven wrote a book I read called Make Your Bed. And he's this leader of Navy Special Forces. And he says, you know, you don't become a hero one day by reading a book. You do little things like make your bed. (laughs) But if you do the little things consistently over time. I was so touched by Julie was telling about her Bible reading and she's doing this Bible reading plan and the whole reason I'm doing this is to get somebody a habit. See, I know if you do some for 21 days, you're on your way to a habit. That's why we pray for 21 days. We get you reading your Bible. If you can just do it with us long enough, you will do it automatically. 
And, and, and she was saying, you know, when I started to read the Bible, all I read was a, the verse of the day. <laughs> if you go to the Bible app, they have the verse of the day. That's awesome. But she said, one day, doing that, I wanted to read a chapter. And then I saw these people on Bible plans, and I wanted to join their Bible plan. I started reading Bible plans. She says, now I'm so hungry for the Word. I can't stop reading the Word. And it's changing every area of my life. Just something little, but consistent. And, and what I just want to say about that is, don't get discouraged. So many of us, we start a new habit. And, and then it doesn't go well. And we don't invest. You know, we, we say, I'm going to start exercising. We get on the treadmill and all that. And three days later, we get on the scales and we gain three pounds. So we say, ah, forget it. <laughs> or, or we try to get out of debt. And another bill comes in that we didn't expect. And we're worse this month than we were last month. So we just want to quit. Can I beg you, don't quit. Life is about a long obedience that involves falling down, getting up, restarting, do it again, fall down, get up, start over, do it. If you do that a long time, one day. So again, Craig Rochelle says that, that when you do something, over a long time, you become someone that everyone wants to be like. <laughs> but they don't know why they want to be like you because they don't see that secret thing you did. They don't see how you forgive every day. They don't see how every day you change your thoughts. Every day you choose to give thanks to the Lord. You, they don't see that secret world. They just know, I want to be like him or like her. But they don't see that daily thing I like the story. Someone I like to read is John Maxwell. He's this leadership guru, sold 32 million books and all that. And uh, someone came up to John Maxwell after one of his teachings one time, and they said, he's this young leader, and he's coming up. He says, uh, Dr. Maxwell, I want to do what you do. And I guess he meant, you know, 30 million books and, and, and everything like that. And he says, great, son, I want you to do what I do. But will you do what I did so that you can do what I do? <laughs> Are you willing to go back and do what I did every day I wrote, every day I sacrificed? You know, it's just the key to greatness. I was just reading, I thought this was interesting. A long time ago, there was an interview with Paul McCartney and the Beatles. And they said, during our years when nobody knew us, we wrote a song every day. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? We weren't great. We weren't famous. But we wrote a song every day. Every day, there's this key in your hand <laughs> to change your world forever. So let me just give you four incredible promises that the Lord makes to help you to align your habits with your hopes and to do what Jesus is trying to do inside of you to change the trajectory of your life. And so I'm going to say it this way. Four ways to empower you to build habits that will allow your greatest hopes to come true in 2022. Jesus wants to give you a new who, a new do, a new you, and a new crew. Okay, that's the four. But let's go over it. Number one, you need a new who. 
I want you to read Romans 7, 21. Jesus is your new hue. I just want to, I want to declare to you, we call Jesus the way maker. He's also the habit breaker and the habit. He is the foundation. He is the author and finisher of every good habit. He is the beginning and the end of a true commitment. Paul talks about a struggle he has here in Romans 7. He says, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Can anybody identify with Paul? And earlier he says, the good that I want to do, I don't do. And the thing that I hate, that's what I keep doing. He says, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man that I am. Have you ever said that? Ah! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Okay, even the great apostle Paul had habits that were kicking his back in, all right? But here's what he said. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. What he found was in the gospel, and, and if it's there to realize that when Jesus died, he took your old nature. He put the old you on the cross. If you are in Christ, you have the power to be a new person. In Jesus Christ, he said that he will deliver you. He will be in your temptation. He is the exit door of your escape. He is present. He says, in fact, if you look to him, it won't even be you who live, but it'll be Christ who lives in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, if I lift you up, you are going to build my life on a new foundation. The second promise he makes is that he'll not only be our new who, but he'll give us a new do. <laughs> In Philippians 2.13, what Jesus says, the key to breaking old habits and making new ones is, is his love inside of you. There's a book that I, I really enjoyed called The Expulsive Power of a New Affection by Thomas Chalmers. And he said something very interesting about our, our, what, what we end up doing habitually comes because of a reward, because we, we love that, we feel something, we want that. And he says, the heart must have something to cling to, and never by its own voluntary consent will it so denude itself of all of its attachments. What he's saying is, you can't just stop being attracted to something that you're habitually addicted to unless you're attracted to something greater and better, the expulsive power of a new affection. So in Philippians 2.13, Paul writes, for it is God who works in you, both to will, and somebody's saying, to do for his good pleasure. The Lord says, if you, will, if you will just begin to seek me and love me with your whole heart, this desire will rise of a higher goal and a higher purpose. I thought this was kind of cute. I read in the Prairie Overcomer Journal uh, an article from the Netherlands, and it was about... Alida Hussein, 78, of Rotterdam, Netherlands, who has been smoking for 50 years, 
and for 50 years she has been trying to give up her harmful habit. But she has been unsuccessful, that is, until recently. She has now given up cigarettes, cigars, and pipes. The secret? Leo Jansen, 79, (laughs) proposed marriage last year, but refused to go through with the wedding until Aleda gave up smoking. Says Aleda now, willpower never was enough to get me off tobacco, but love did it all. Hallelujah. (laughs) The power of an expulsive new affection. Well, you, if you start to seek after the Lord, you will love being free so much that what used to look good to you literally disgusts you because of the purity of this holy desires. That's why we read the word. Literally, I'm telling you, the washing of the water of the word over time changes your affection doesn't happen the first day, doesn't happen the 30th day, but one day, it's like, oh, I want what is pure, so bad. The third one I really want to hit home on, and that is, is not only do you need a new who and a new do, you need a new you, <laughs> a new identity. Proverbs 23 says, as a person thinks in their heart, that's who they become. This, this idea of we live up or down to who we see ourselves to really be. Habits follow identity and habits lead to identity. And I think we've all experienced this. We've all experienced how a bad habit starts. It, you know, we want to do good and then, and then we do bad. And what happens? We do what Paul did. Oh, miserable wretch that I am. And all of a sudden, we get so angry. We see ourselves as a loser. Guess what? All that does is give more power to the bad habit. We, we, we fail one time, and we just say, well, I've never been any good at money, so I might as well just go to Target. <laughs> well, I'm just not a disciplined person. Or, or I just... I just I just have an anger issue, and, and oh, I just am a procrastinator. I've always been, my mama was, my grandma was. I just have an addictive personality. That's a lie of the devil, but yeah, oh, you, that devil will give it to you. I, I, I just low energy. Really? Or do you just have a low view of the energy of Christ in you. And what happens is identity refuels itself. See, Gideon was supposed to be God's champion, but every time he tried to be brave, he failed, and so he became this declarer. You can read about it. I am the weakest man in my tribe and the weakest man in my family. I am Mr. Weakling. I am weak. And you know, he repeated that over, just like Moses. I can't speak for, till he was 80 years old. I can never fulfill a destiny. I can't speak. I stutter. And then one day, God comes to both of them and says, I'm going to change your habit, but first, I'm going to change your identity. Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. 
Moses, you are a mouthpiece of God. Suddenly, the habits started to line up. James Clear in his book said they found a study interesting, people trying to quit smoking. He said, how they answer this question is a telltale sign of their success. If someone says, do you want a cigarette? And their answer is, I'm trying to quit. He says, I can almost guarantee you they're gonna keep smoking. <laughs> but if when they say, do you want a cigarette? They say, I don't smoke anymore. I, I quit that a long time ago. I am a non-smoker. Chances are they're going to overcome. Why? Because your ability is determined by your identity. I believe with all my heart, if you will not start with what needs to change, but start with who you want to be. Start with who God says you are. Don't start this year. This needs that. This needs that. No. Just begin to declare, I want to be a person of integrity. And I, I've written about 10 things. I want to be a man obsessed with my wife, Sharon. I want to be, I declare, I want to be a great dad. And I want to even be a better grandfather. I just declared I am the, not only a good grandfather, I am the most awesome, fun papa there is in the world. I am not just someone who wants to learn. I am a reader and a learner. I'm just so proud of my son-in-law, Chris. You know, he, he'll admit that school wasn't his thing. And one day he realized he wanted to be a learner. So he just began to declare, I am a reader. This year he read 42 books. I'm just so proud of him for that. I am not, I want to be a trustworthy person of integrity. I don't need to sell anybody anything. I am a person that keeps my word. I am a person, I, I, one of my declarations is I'm not just a pastor who prays, I am a prayer who pastors. See, I don't want you to, I don't want to ever think of myself as someone who needs to pray. No, that's who I am. It's the first thing I am. So to today, if you wake up, I don't ever think about praying. The moment I get out of bed, I'm already praying because I am a prayer who pastors. I'm not a pastor who sometimes prays. I want to be a sober and clean, self-controlled individual. I want my kids to live in a home where they trust their parents to choose great choice. I am a trustworthy parent, an incredible model for my kids. Now, I'm giving you homework right now. I want you to, to write down three I am statements. This is who I am. And base it on who you are in Christ, not on what you feel or what you've been. Because if you can get your identity, the more you put on your new self, the easier it is to put off your old self. Claim the new you today. The last one, real quickly, is just, you not only need a new who, a new do, a new you, you need a new crew. You need people who reinforce your habit. I just love that phrase. Who in your life is, is giving courage to your best pursuits? Who infuses you with the power and the confidence that you can be your best you? You've heard it said before, and it's just so true. Show me your five closest friends, and I'll tell you the level you're going to rise or fall to this year. Show me whose influence has the biggest impact on you. 
and they're taking you down or they're lifting you up. And, and that's why when we talk about this journey, the secret sauce, and it's why we have church, the secret sauce is if you can get in a circle of people who are going higher for God this year. If you get in a circle of people, that's why I'm just going to be challenged. Just get in a transformation table. Serve on a team. You've got to just say, these people, man, I want to be a great husband. Well, there's some great husbands in this church, but if you don't get next to one, you won't feel the impact of their lift on your life. There's amazing moms and grandmoms and, and super incredible intercessors and high-powered faith people who see miracles. And if they're on your team, you're going to see the power of God create in you the standard of habits that's almost automatic to you. I just know what they would be doing right now. And I know they're going to ask me, how was my prayer this morning? And okay, I better, <laughs> I better pick that up here. Encourage each other while it is still called today. As the worship team just gets ready to come, here's my, here's my big thing, and I just feel it so deeply. You are just one habit away from the thing you most desire, from from better mental health, from, from a more intimate marriage or relationship. You're just to have it away. From seeing God use you like you really want him to use you. Just one have it away from being a person who hears God's voice on just a regular basis. Someone who overcomes addictions. Someone who just rises above that. You're just a have it away. And the Holy Spirit, even, even now, I believe with all my heart, he's speaking. He's saying, this is it. I'm drawing. This is, this is your habit for today. <laughs> Do it for a day so you can be what you want to become for a lifetime. Do it today. And then tomorrow, do it. And do it enough times. I love the story of the stonecutter and he... This, He's a guy who would bang on these stones and break them down into gravel or to pebbles. And one day, someone sees the, the stone cutter pounding on this, this stone, and he's just watching. He says, wow, that's an exhausting job. And he watches them, and it's over 100 whacks. And on the 100 and something whack, it breaks. And he said, oh, my goodness, it takes 100 whacks to break a rock? He says, oh, no, so you don't understand. The rock broke the first time I whacked. It just showed up after 100 whacks. The moment you choose, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I choose today that you're going to be first. You may not see that for a long time. But if he's first today and then tomorrow, one day, absolutely everything in your, your areas of life will change. Hallelujah. The worship team will come up. We'll just pray right now. 
Holy Spirit, we welcome you in a deep way in, in this place. You're creating something that's going to revolutionize people's lives today. Holy Spirit, we just say, first of all, we choose the who. We choose Jesus to be the foundation of our future. Jesus, you're the author and finisher of every new habit and great habit. We've tried without you, but we need you in our life. Just today, there's someone here, someone watching. Maybe you know religion, maybe you've been to church, and maybe somewhere back in your past, you, you said, I wanted to follow God. But somewhere Jesus became not first, but 24th or second or fifth or something else. Nothing works on the outer side until the heart is right on the inside. There's only one person who can, who can take the center of your affections, change the motivational center, the inner being of your heart to make you love what's right and hate what's wrong, to make you aware of God and his destiny. And his name is Jesus and he wants a relationship with you today. And I just wonder if someone right now would say, the who is kind of missing in my life. <laughs> Somewhere I left God behind. I've been doing this on my own and it's not working out very well. And today I want to just affirm and receive Jesus Christ as the center of my life. Would you be willing to make a decision right now that the first habit of your life is going to be to let Jesus be Lord. To let him be the center. Can I promise you, if God is the center of your life, everything's going to get better. And if God is not the center of your life, ultimately nothing's going to work out. And if you're here today and you would say, yes, pastor, I want to pray. I want Jesus to know that today I am saying I choose Jesus for you to be the Lord and Savior. The Bible says if you will believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and with your mouth you confess Jesus is Lord, Jesus is leader of my life, you will be saved. God will write your name in the book of life. You'll be forgiven and you'll start a brand new journey with him. I wonder who here would just like to say, Pastor, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to embarrass you today or anything. I'm going to just let you pray right where you are. But it's a step. It's just a little step. But it's amazing, life-changing, eternity-altering decision. So with every head bowed and eye closed, would you just raise your hand and say, I want to pray that prayer. I'm choosing that today. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's all just pray it together. Lord Jesus, you are the Lord. You died and rose again. And I thank you for what you did. Forgive my sins, Lord. I believe that you are the Son of God. You are the King of kings. And I give you the keys to my heart and ask you be the leader of my life. Jesus, come into my life. Be the very center Direct me, guide me, use me. Thank you, Lord. 
in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can we just give the Lord praise for hearts that are being touched today? Hallelujah. Let's just stand. And just as we close to, now just say to the Lord, Lord, here is a habit you're speaking to me about. And here is an identity you want me to choose. And just choose it right now before the Lord. We're going to have our prayer teams come up in closing. And one of the things we'd love to do is just pray for you. There's such power and agreement. If you made a decision for God and someone agrees in prayer, that's going to just make that decision real. If you pray with someone else for the Holy Spirit, there is just going to be a more confirming sense of God's presence filling you. Whatever it is, if you're declaring today victory in an area of your habits, we want to declare it with you and pray it with you. God will do something amazing. Let's just sing this chorus before we go. Waymaker, and then we'll close. Everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. We'd love to pray for you. We'll be here. Have an awesome week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Heart for the World Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that God's Word has inspired you today in a way that will boost your faith greatly. We want to encourage you to visit our website at hftw.church and follow us on our social media. May God bless you richly.